recording in progress yeah nice uh okay so hello everyone uh this is the D D one sh- oh, fuck's sake let's start again uh what, what are we calling it <laughs> D one one-on-one should we call it this D one-on-one yeah for now all right yep. hello everyone this is D one-on-one i'm tony from two copper pieces that's your turn to say something introduce yourself oh, you're gonna say this is my my associate elliot sorry this is my associate Hello, hello. I'm Elliot, uh, also known as uh, Elephant Bear. I thought you weren't going to introduce yourself as Elephant Bear. I do, you introduce yourself as Two Copper Pieces. I felt put on the spot. I thought I, I have to up my game. I can't just be Elliot. My goodness. Yeah, it does. It does bring more um, grandiosity to the whole thing. Gravitas um, having a silly moniker. Absolutely. And then um, in this series, we're going to be doing Curse of Strad, and. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, Elliot, can you tell us about your character? They're going to be the star of the show. Certainly, I can. Wow, put a lot of wow, a lot of pressure. Um, my character's name is Ichabod. He uh, he's uh, a gruff, affable man uh, with white hair, black at the temples. Uh, he's uh, woken up in the middle of a field, feeling rather stiff, with a very dry mouth. Indeed. So. You've just woken up, and so you don't have um, much memory of what happened before this. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, completely, uh, completely muddled. Uh, Pat's Pat's his pockets. Pat's he's still got like equipment and the like, but um, not sure how he came to be in the middle of a field, empty field. Okay. Uh, so how's he feeling <laughs> about this development? Uh, Getting on. It's quite dark and cloudy. Uh, he, he lifts a hand up to uh, try and cover his um, himself from the rain. Obviously, that doesn't work. He's still getting wet. He, he looks. He looks about. Uh, can he see? What can he see? Uh, he can see uh, lightning strikes, and it uh, bounces nearby? off. Nearby. <laughs> Sorry. Nearby. Not not too nearby. Oh. <laughs> but there's You're a flash of lightning. It bounces off. Uh, the light bounces off the tops of the trees, and then over by um, a nearby gravelly path you can see an inn i i make my way i stand up have a bit of an awkward stretch and uh make my way in that direction boots squelching in the mud on the way nice all right and uh when you head over there seems um pretty standard fair uh it just looks like a pretty dull tavern all in all um there's um, a sort of gruff-looking bartender. I'm not sure he's quite as gruff as, as Ichabod. I suppose you go and have a gruff gruffness off. Uh, you go, yeah. He grunts uh, back. He's he wipes the glass and he goes, uh, and he sort of gestures up as that, if you, uh, yeah. that rag is dirty. You've just made the glass even worse. <laughs> so sorry, Your Majesty. <laughs> and then <laughs> reaches under the bar and pulls out this like this really pristine glass. It's like sparkling. Um, I saved this for you for a special occasion. You're making fun of me, but I would absolutely prefer the clean glass. <laughs> Not making fun. Sorry if it sounded sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he uh, pours you out uh, a drink and he says, you, you can pay for this, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> I pat my pockets. Do I find any money in my pockets? Uh, yeah, you find a pouch. It sort of jingles as you pat it. There's some silver and gold in there. I, I flick him a copper piece. <laughs> I said there was silver and gold in there. <laughs> All right, he did give me a clean glass, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I flick him a silver. Nice. If you uh, if you want to roll uh, a D6 and a D4, 
Okay. And um, are you rolling by hand at the moment? No, I'm going to do it in, in roll 20, just so people feet. can't assume me, uh, accuse me of, che- oh, wow, <laughs> wow. I wish I'd rolled it by hand now. Other, other than the one that you have, uh, other than the one that you just paid, you've still got two gold pieces and one silver piece. Um, he Thank slides you for the, it that way around. Yeah, he slides the, uh, the drink across to you and then um, nods at you in, a, in gratitude. And um, nod back in gratitude. Yeah. There's a lot of um, there's most of the tables have uh, one or two people at them. None of them look very inviting. These people almost as if they're just sort of backdrops um, to create a bit of atmosphere. You look at them and you think <laughs> they've got nothing to say, nothing worthwhile at all. <laughs> Is there a, a cloaked person in a corner somewhere? Looks like he's uh, got a quest for me. No, but there is another. There's just one empty table that's slightly better lit than everything else. It's almost as if that's where <laughs> I make my way over to the nicely lit table. And as soon as I sit down, the t- I put my drink, my foamy drink down on the table. And uh, one of the legs is shorter than the other. And it, the table just wobbles. My drink spills everywhere. I'm like, oh, <laughs> indeed. Despite this outside the tavern, the fog lies over the town this evening and the damp cobbled pavement glistens. The lights of the street lanterns dance across the slick stones you see out of the window and the fog chills the bone and shivers the soul of anyone outside. As you uh, as you reflect on having been one of those people just a moment ago, yet inside these tavern walls, the food is hearty. The ale is warm and frothy, which is apparently a good thing uh, at the moment. And a fire blazes in the hearth. And the tavern is uh, it's alive with tumbling voices of miserable country folk who have nothing to say to you at all. But suddenly the tavern door swings open and a hush falls over the room. And framed by the lamplit fog, a form strides through the doorway. His heavy booted footfalls and jingle of coins shatter the silence. And um, you notice that his coin purse sounds a lot jinglier than your coin purse. And uh, his brightly coloured clothes are draped in loose folds about him and his hat hangs askew, hiding his eyes in shadows. Without hesitation, he walks up to your table. He seems to have something to say to you, <laughs> unlike everyone else here. He stands table proudly. The table is wobbly. <laughs> uh, and he says, I have been sent to you to deliver this message. If you be creatures of honour. Or a creature of honour, sorry. Usually I find more than one person. <laughs> I looked to my left and right. How much have I had? <laughs> you, you, have, uh, you and your crow, that's what I meant. Uh, or uh, raven, that's the one. I know birds. Suddenly, uh, uh, just through the door, a uh, raven flies in and lands <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> that's him. That's what I was waiting for. Ah, I have uh, a raven, apparently. Carry on. <laughs> uh, you will come to my master's aid at first light. If you be creatures of honor, as that was the sentence, um, it is not advisable to travel through the Svalic woods at night. And he pulls so at these what woods at night? The Svalic woods. Oh, Valic. Svalic. Oh, Svalic. Sorry, it's your accent. I can't understand a word you're saying. I get this all the time. Don't worry. What? <laughs> it is better that I convey this to you in written form. <laughs> and he pulls from his tunic a sealed letter addressed to uh, all of you, you and the raven, <laughs> in beautiful flowing script. He drops the letter on the table. Take West Road from here, some five hours march down the Svalic woods. There you will find my master in Barovia. Amid the silent stairs of patronage, he strides to the bar and says to the wary barkeep, 
fill the glasses one and all and then when he says that you see left and right uh of you uh, the left and right tables they just neck their pints as quickly as they can and then uh i i also nick my i've got a mighty thirst <laughs> and then their throats are obviously parched he says and he drops a purse heavy with gold on the bar possibly gold could be heavy with anything <laughs> these damn not, clear pouches yeah it's not a see-through purse <laughs> And with that, he leaves and the babble of tavern voices resumes, although somewhat subdued. And the letter is lying before you. The seal is in the shape of a crest you don't recognize. Uh, let's see. Unless you'd like to roll a history check. Um, what does the crest look like? Uh, well, if you roll a history check. Well, <laughs> I roll uh, a history check to know what it looks like. No. Uh, you uh, have to roll a history check to buy time for me to... Uh, <laughs> oh, I what it looks like um I, I rolled a 13 is my raven able to give me the help action on this uh no uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, cleans over to me as, <laughs> you don't need the help action for a history check you just know what you know it's fine <laughs> <laughs> he's going to give you a little nudge with his beak <laughs> um all right so this crest uh it has uh i tell you what i will put it in the chat but i should probably describe it for the listener um mm. so there's uh, a creature with wings um could be a raven i guess but i don't if it is a raven whoever drew it isn't very good at drawing ravens um and in the background is this sort of uh crest more crest looking shape behind the bird and uh <laughs> there's a little oval in it which depicts a tower um there's something familiar about it to you, uh, but you still cannot place it, nevertheless. Feels familiar, but that's it. Uh, I just put it there for you to see, because I don't think I described that very well. Uh, would you like to try to describe it? Um, uh, yes, I'll go, go on then. <clears throat> there is uh, what appears to be some kind of possibly a raven, uh, <laughs> behind which there is a crest, and in that crest there is an oval... And in that oval, there is a tower or a castle. Mm. I think that was a 100% better description than yours. <laughs> I mean, anyone nice. can listen to that and agree. Yeah, it's a bit of description for everyone. Covered all the bases. <laughs> um, right. In any case, as you, as you peel it open the letter, breaking the crest, uh, would you like to read the letter out? Or I, would you like me to do it? No, uh, well, you can if you like. No, you um, can do it. I wasn't. Okay. Let me go back to the letter then. I was uh, I was away to look at the um, to look at the uh, the crest. No worries. Uh, I think I've, I've clicked shows players. I think you can you see did, it. You did, but I, I closed it. Yeah. I think uh, it's it'll be in your journal. Oh no, here it is. I yeah, double click it. There we go. Hail thee of might and valor. It's like it's known me my whole life. <laughs> I, the burgomaster of Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter. The fair Irina Koliana has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. Oh, no. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now, my dear Irina, uh, Irina, Irina, uh, languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. All right. As so you I... finish that line, uh, you suddenly have a, um, a sort of flash across your well it's sort of vision sort of flashes in your mind this lightning strike at the same time uh you are unaware because you're too swept up with this vision that you get 
and uh, you see uh, an image of a woman with um, sort of uh, olive skin and uh, sort of purpley red hair um, in uh, sort of noble clothing, uh, looking at looking at you in uh, desperation as this sort of really monstrous face um, comes uh, appears just over her shoulder and plunges its teeth into her neck, and then you. You're back in the tavern. Uh, someone uh, sitting at the table just next to you gives you a tap on the shoulder. Says, uh, ex- excuse me, we're trying to have a pleasant evening. Would you mind um, reading your letter a bit less loudly? I, I take my finger off of the word I was on. I will have you know I'm an expert reader. <laughs> I, I didn't question that. Um, please. Uh, I, I can read any language. Just ask anyone. I'll... I'll, I'll Bear that in mind, thank you. And he goes back to his table. As soon as he sits down, he puts his finger back on the page. So I say to you, you give us up for, uh, no, so I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we all we are all departed for a better life. Kolyan Indrivovich. No, in, Kol, Kol, the Burgomaster. Indeed. Oh, nice. well, so I've just got to not go to Barovia. Oh, that's wonderful. I can do that. <laughs> what did you say? You got to not go to Barovia? Yes, yeah, what it said. Just leave them there, it said. Uh, it said, don't... leave them in Barovia. Trap them. Don't let them out. Come... <laughs> Turn up in a hundred years when they're all dead and you can get your reward. Ah, yeah, that does sound like a good plan. Right. Well, that's the end of the series, everybody. Good job. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so I presume you're going to go to Barovia. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've got to find out who this woman with the purplish red hair was. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, so the tavern, the tavern keeper, uh, the graph tavern keeper, whose name we've not learned because you're never going to see him again. Um, comes back with a refilled glass for Ooh, you in the uh, the immersion well perhaps it's a double bluff <laughs> <laughs> the bartender walks up and i see his name brogan is on his name badge <laughs> behind him there's a picture of brogan and his seven children <laughs> a Indeed. wife mysteriously missing from the picture what <laughs> what mysteries could happen with brogan and his life brogan sees you looking at his name badge and says the the man who worked here before me was called Broken. I just got his name. <laughs> I assume you finish a drink and yeah. uh, head off. Um, is there you... uh, like an umbrella stand by the uh, by the exit? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. I steal an umbrella. <laughs> nice. Uh, as you uh, as you head off down the rainy road, uh, you hear the faint call of a "Hey, that's my umbrella." <laughs> And I run. I run. <laughs> <Good> Raven. <laughs> Raven calls and then you head off uh, into the rain and uh, beyond uh, and down the road. You do notice as you're running down the road, uh, the mists uh, are not far behind you. Um, there are a few moments um, when you've gotten quite far away from the tavern to feel, um, feel you've gotten away with stealing the umbrella. Uh, you slow down a bit. The mists uh, follow you at a similar pace to which you're moving. If you, if you stop, you look around, the mists don't move. 
you continue on for a bit and the mists seem to move with you. Um, can I roll some kind of uh, check, like nature possibly, to see if I would recognise such a phenomenon? Are you inspecting the mists? I'm inspecting the mists. You look at the mists uh, and you can make an H check if you like. I would love to. Roll a 10. Uh, with can, your 10. Uh, Queenie, give me the help action. Uh, <laughs> Raven, whose name has not been revealed yet. <laughs> Queenie. Uh, sadly not. Uh, but uh, with your 10, well, I suppose your Raven can fly up and have a look. You, can you see through Queenie's eyes? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what your Raven eyes see, Queenie. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that <laughs> turns your 10 into an 11, <laughs> which is appropriate. <laughs> And you, um, and yeah, you deduce slightly more than you might have done otherwise. It seems that uh, Queenie, or well, your interpretation is that Queenie can't see much beyond the mists. Can no longer see the tavern. Just seems to really thick mist, and um, it seems to be uh, encroaching. Um, as you investigate it, you also try moving towards the mist. So when you move away from the mist, it seems to follow you. When you move towards it, it doesn't move. Yeah. So can I get right, right up close to the mist? Uh, you can get right up close to the mist and uh, it is not very um, pleasant when you get there. Um, could you make a con save? My goodness. I'm just going to see if I could scoop some. But Yeah, you, um, you find yourself, um, it feels quite hard to breathe when you get uh, too close to the mist. You feel if you went into the mist, it might be even worse, uh, as you can imagine. Um, I'm going to go into that mist. And <laughs> as you step away from the mist, um, you don't get as far as you were before, before it starts following you again. It's quite close to you now, quite in, um, quite... Uh, I flap my umbrella at it. <laughs> it flaps around and some of the mist sort of waves around a bit. It seems to have little effect. And then, uh, let's see. I, I keep going down the road then occasionally yeah. glancing back to make sure it's like one of those surreptitious glasses i don't want the fog to know that i'm looking at it just to see if it's still with me fair enough uh bear with me all right so you continue on the mist following you uh and you um you reach what you assume is the old Zavalic road because um you see a a slightly slanted wooden signpost that says old Zavalic road and uh as you oh, Svalik, I say to myself. Yeah, S V A L I C H. Uh, so maybe it's Svalich, but I'm I'm going with Svalik, but whatever. Um, black pools of water stand like dark mirrors in and around the muddy roadway, and giant trees loom on both sides of the road, their branches clawing at the mists, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you continue on trudging through. The rain seems to have eased up, but everything is quite wet and damp and squelchy as you uh, as you continue on your journey. Is there still a clear path in front of me? Uh, yeah, clear path. So there's um, not mist directly in front of you. It's all just behind you. And when you uh, continue on for a little while, you'll reach... Uh, so you've been travelling for a couple of hours at this point. You'll reach these gates. So I've just shown you a picture. Would you like to do, have a go at describing it? Yes, uh, there's some kind of raven-like creature with um, a crest in the background. And Oh, no, sorry, that's wrong picture. Um, it's um, very impressive gates. Uh, the wall seems to um, be 
built into what is an entryway in a valley. Um, the gate itself is, I would approximate about 30 feet tall. Uh, and either side of that, there are two headless statues uh, holding double-handed great swords or two-handed swords, uh, the, almost like an Oscar, uh, but without heads, wearing what appears to be plate armor, but they're stone statues. Uh, one of the heads of the stone statues is just blocking the gate. Uh, I do not see the other one. And uh, the walls are just massive and mighty and look like they could uh, withhold a giant. Indeed. And um, as you're heading towards the door, you notice the mist seems to be approaching you at a greater pace than previously. I, I pick up pace to match. And then um, as you head in through the gates, uh, let's see, the statues greet you with silence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, uh, the fog seems to um, go like the gates open in front of you. And then as you walk in, they close behind you. You can still see through the gates, the iron bars, but um, the fog seems to sort of settle around them. And, and the uh, fog stop in there then? It seems to. As you as you move away from the gates, the fog seems to stop at the gates. And um, you can still see as you look around, the, t- the trees around you are sort of towering, um, but you can see a sort of, heavy gray mist which you which you might assume is connected with the the fog you might not um and this heavy gray mist blocks out all but a death ray light death gray light it's not death ray light so that'd be quite different oh my goodness we're all dying <laughs> indeed that's all right the mist blocks out the death ray um and then uh, tell the tree- me about your ray professor death <laughs> uh and it's intended for good only uh, <laughs> The tree trunks are unnaturally close to one another and the woods have the silence of a forgotten grave. They exude the feeling of an unvoiced scream. All right, then. And uh, as you continue walking, you catch the scent of death on the air. Would you like to uh, follow your nose? Um, so the, it sort of leads you towards the underbrush just off the, off the beaten track, if you are. Oh, yeah, sure. If it's, uh, I was going to send Queenie up in the air to see if she could spot anything. Yeah. So the foul scent leads you to a human corpse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Half buried in the underbrush, about 15 feet from the road. The young man appears to be a commoner. His money, his muddy clothes are torn and raked with um, raked with claw marks and crows seem to have been at the body, just surrounded by um, paw prints. He seems to have been dead for several days and he holds a crumpled envelope in his hand. Uh, first of all, uh, perception check, uh, to see if I can, if these, whatever, I, I, I'm guessing some kind of canine or, uh, uh, uh lupine, uh, creatures, uh, nearby, uh, or are they? Have a, look, have a look more closely. Well, no, the surrounding areas, I don't want to be walking into a trap. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you look around, um, make a perception check. Uh, yeah, with your 20, um, there's no... Uh, not uh, natural 20. Yeah, not natural 20. Dirty, um, dirty 20. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, with your 20, there's no... Um, there doesn't seem to be any immediate danger. You, The paw prints um, are sort of wolf-sized, 
uh, there's some bits of like matted fur you see around the place as well but it seems like it's been rained on quite heavily it seems like it's been here for a few days oh it's not been... recent okay yeah, at least a few days um yeah do you want to have a look at the uh crumpled uh in a second in a second don't rush me it's, it's more I, 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 i'll examine the um the the body any uh any distinguishing marks any like is it just the letter no no pockets full of uh uh like identifying rings or anything um yeah so you go through his pockets you roll you turn him over as well um and on his back is quite the uh quite the wound which seems to have been the root cause of his death um so uh, could you make a medicine check can uh can queenie give me the help action she doesn't know much about medicine <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> damn ravens they've ruined the body oh no <laughs> there's like an enormous uh i say enormous just compared to the claw marks right there's quite a large puncture wound in his back you'd say like about fist size oh there's a large puncture wound mm. a crisscross of patchwork scars uh emblazoned his back um that means nothing to me he's just a dead guy yeah um, exactly. i, I <clears throat> is it still raining by the way no no the rain has stopped uh, more or less uh, but as you uh, as you take in this uh wound you um a, a vision flashes across your mind again Ooh. and um you see that uh that monstrous face that you saw earlier plunging its fangs into that woman this time you see it right up close to you it's uh sort of almost you can almost feel its breath on your face and um its arms are behind you and you feel this um you feel this uh insertion into your back it was very uh abrupt and painful but then um you sort of come to again and you're just standing in the field looking at this corpse chilling tony chilling mm. yeah it's very um, cold i don't know if i'm this red letter now i think i might have a bit of a cry in a corner <laughs> um uh, you know I, I have a look at the the crumpled letter all right <laughs> there you go it's, the, it's a very familiar letter oh dear is it got the same crest on it yeah well if you had to describe that crest what would you say <laughs> you don't see much of a crest like a stamp <laughs> so you just see the letter there's some there's some flakes of wax that could possibly have <laughs> been that crest or form the shape of that crest but you're not sure but it does how have, old does this letter look uh this letter it's hard to tell because it's sort of so yeah. yeah and stuff like that but it i'd say it's anywhere between uh, a week and a month okay uh is are, are the letters identical uh almost i mean you know there's slight uh, variations like slants of letters and stuff like that there's very similar handwriting uh the words are basically identical okay so it's I, not i put both letters in my pocket nice at uh, first i thought you just opened up the wrong handout again i was got tony you've opened the wrong handout you've given me the first letter again indeed you had to pull a fast one on me though <laughs> this one is uh it does have as you sort of pick it up fold it over it does have uh, a name addressed to it as well so instead of hail thee of might and valor mm-hmm. It says, hail the Sergei. So S-E-R-G-E-I, Sergei. Sergei. Yeah, that's the one. 
Okay, I um, I look down at uh, who I can assume is Sergey. I would. Not much about him anymore. No, no. <clears throat> and uh, I um, say a quick prayer to um, the Raven Queen. I don't know why I do that, but I do. And a prayer to Sergey uh, to myself or out loud I say out loud I mean but like on your behalf or on Sergei's behalf oh, on Sergei's behalf absolutely and um, uh, Queenie uh, uh, ends it with a <laughs> it's like oh man <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then I uh, uh, mutter um, grumpily to myself that I'm standing here talking over a corpse in the middle of it and I'm still rather wet um, I pick up my umbrella again and I, I carry on down the road looking for um, this, this burgomaster. Nice. Um, so as you continue on down the road, um, the, uh, it, the, the road opens up a bit into a bit more of a sort of plain field, um, sort, of, sort of hilly field. So you feel you're quite high up the hill and uh, to your right, which um, make a survival check. Oh, blimey. Well, this is, this is just to determine. coming at me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh you, no! You don't know your north from your south, from your east, from your west, but to your right. All that fog. It's all that fog. <laughs> Indeed, it's probably the fog. Exactly. Mm. Uh, would you like um, some assistance from Queenie to turn that six into a six? <laughs> Thank Queenie, help me. Yeah, she helps you. <laughs> she goes up and has a look. Comes <laughs> back and shrugs her raven shoulders. <laughs> uh, and then look into the right. You see some the lot of, some lot of good you are. <laughs> You see the dense forest, uh, but it's um, it's not <laughs> directly next to you anymore. There's a bit of a field in between you and the forest. <laughs> but then looking to your left, uh, you see the hills sort of rolling downwards towards a river. Uh, and the river flows uh, as even from up here on the hills, you can see <laughs> that the river flows as clear as a blue winter sky through the valley. Oh, that's nice. And uh, continuing along this path, you can see up ahead um, a collection of buildings, which looks like it might be a settlement of some sort. I, I head towards the settlement of buildings that might be a village of some sort. <laughs> Tall shapes loom out of the dense fog as you approach that surrounds everything. The muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. The tall shapes become recognisable as village dwellings. The windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No sound cuts the silence except for the mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets from a distance. Okay. Um, Am I on like the outskirts then at this point? Uh, Yeah, you're walking along a cobbled road which is uh, approaching the village it's not does, a, does there appear to be any kind of um, uh, town square or town hall or tavern or inn or anything? Uh, yeah. So you're approaching from um, so a from direction where you're that my perfect survival <laughs> check tells me. Indeed, approaching from a direction, you can see uh, most of the buildings don't really have many lights on, but uh, you can see a few flickers of light. Uh, towards the centre, you also see that um, the the bright grey of Barovia is now becoming a, a darker grey. Uh, oh, I see. It's getting, it's getting light. It's getting darker. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's I um, I look around at the all the the dark houses, and I say, "My goodness, there's a cost of candle crisis in Barovia as well." <laughs> um, 
your raving goes, Arr! <laughs> oh, Queenie. <laughs> um, so there are some turnings, like there's a there's a road to left and right that lead to different air, like different buildings, different houses. They all look pretty dark and grim. There's another road to the right as you head on, but uh, the light uh, is mainly coming from what you think is a square in the centre. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cold. I'm damp. I'm heading towards the light. Fair enough. And um, so when you get towards the light, there's one uh, there's one building to your left. Um, the sparse light from this building spills out from behind. Drawn heavy curtains, a sign over the door creaking on its hinges reads Bill Drath's Mercantile. And um, to the right, that was on the did I say left or right? That was to your left. Yep. Then to your, to your right, a single shaft of light thrusts illumination into the main square. Its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Sounds a bit more inviting. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the blood on the vine tavern. And uh, looking closely at the sign, it appears that the N has been scratched over with an F. Some some sneaky vandal work. Blood blood on the Fife Tavern. (laughs) Tavern, yeah. (laughs) Blood on the Fife Tavern. (laughs) Vandals, what will they think of next? <laughs> uh, you interested in going to the uh, the shop or the tavern? Um, um, also, I, from I have very little money, uh, so I'm going to head straight for the tavern. I believe. Uh, also, from from beyond the shop, you think like uh, that wailing noise that you heard mm-hmm. is quite a bit louder. It doesn't sound like it's coming from the shop, but maybe a couple in of in that direction. In that direction, yeah. Okay. So, um but you can go I, i'm still going to check out the tavern first uh because like i say I'm, oh no I, oh. <laughs> how close is the tavern how close is the wedding uh, <laughs> it's I'm, purely I'm, a proximity issue honestly they're they're kind of equidistant really oh, i think the no, tavern no. is slightly closer like the door is um well, basically about 10 so the door was open, feet from yeah yeah. What, what can I see from my position inside the tavern? Inside the tavern, uh, so you can see a bit of light. You can see uh, a couple of colourfully dressed patrons sitting at a table. Um, they seem to be they seem to be open. Uh, other than that, not a lot else. I- Ichabod. Um, oh, you also see a blazing fire in the hearth. Sorry. Oh, it does look. You're making this so much harder. Uh, Ichabod. Ichabod pops his collar. Uh, Pulls his coat closer and uh, heads to follow the, the wailing. Oh. And, uh, yeah, very upset about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like seeing through the window that warmth of the fire. It, yeah. You could almost feel it, and now you can feel it sort of yeah. getting away from you. as a bit of a yeah. chill. Um, but still, as you head towards the wailing... Like, if this is a woman and her dog, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> you go past the mercantile. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a... Um, there's someone seems to be sort of just putting things up on shelves and blowing out all the candles as you go past. And then um, you get to this townhouse, Uh, a moaning sob floats through the still gray streets, coloring your thoughts with sadness. This sound, the sounds flow from this dark two story house. Would you like to, uh, it's it's about 40 foot. It's boarded up. It's not boarded up. Would you like to knock or would you like to just like, Try and open the door. I wouldn't like to knock. I would like to rap loudly with my umbrella. Nice. The handle. Yep. You rap loudly. Uh, the moaning um, 
seems to continue. Uh, let's see. Although it does break for a moment. And then from the second story, uh, you see a little head pop out of the window. You can't see it very clearly. It's kind of silhouetted in the darkness. Um, and you hear some sobs and then you get some raindrops on your face. And then you realize those are just the tears from her. <laughs> and she's looking down and she's sniffing and she wipes I, her nose. And she goes, I, I, yes. I, I, I step back before a snot bubble lands on me. <laughs> um, uh, I, I shout up. Um, Is that hail, you, hail. What? You're not Gertruda. Who's Gertruda? Gertruda is my daughter. Where's, where is she? She's been taken. By who? By, I don't know. <laughs> she's just, she broke out of the house a week ago. Sorry, she's not really been taken. I've just been watching a lot of Liam Neeson films recently. She broke out I've of the house. I've seen him. He's a fantastic bard. <laughs> she broke, she's just a teenager, but she broke out of the house a week ago and she's not been seen since. I fear the worst, you see. I uh, I can understand. Uh, as a parent, it must be heart wrenching. Um, what what was uh, the last thing Gertruda said to you before she vanished? Mayhaps it might be a clue to her location. She said, "I'm I'm a grown woman now, mother, and I can get I can get married if I want to." <laughs> and I was like, "Who are you going to get married to? No one's even asked you to get married." She said, "That won't stop me, mother. You'll see." So, so there wasn't a, a beau or a or a fiance. Not to my knowledge. Sometimes I would be uh, cooking dinner downstairs, mm-hmm. and and I would hear strange noises coming from her room, like a scratching or a scuffling or um, a window opening. And then I would come up and I would open the door. I'd knock. Well, I'd knock first because you know I respect her privacy. Of course. And then, and then uh, I would say. Gertruda, Gertruda, and she said she would say just a minute. And um, when I started to get suspicious, I'd open the door a bit too soon, and she'd be standing there with some her hands behind her back, standing in front of like a, her cupboard or something like that. And I'd say, "Is everything all right, dear?" And she'd say, "Everything was fine." And totally convinced, I would close the door and go back downstairs. <laughs> you are a masterful storyteller. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, can I search Katruda's room? I might be able to find some kind of clue uh, in uh, her wardrobe or something. Could you make a persuasion check? So, she's not sure why she should let some stranger into the house to search ah, her room. Ah, um, that's, you know, that's actually a good point. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm a hero. I wonder about... Can... <laughs> <laughs> Can Queenie give you the help action? No. <laughs> Why do you hate ravens, Tony? <laughs> she, can give, she can give you the help action in combat, and there might be some things when it makes let sense. Me, let me say this to you. I may look like a stranger, but I'm the only person here willing to help you find your daughter. Uh, you, you're willing to help find Gertruda? Oh, of course. Yes, please, come in. And um, she said, um, but you probably uh, don't want to take the front door. It's all boarded up. Could you climb up, climb in through that window? Um, what, which window is she indicating? Is it a ground <laughs> floor the window, door. hopefully? There's a window next to the door. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> trying to get me to climb up on the second floor. <laughs> um, I, I 
You can climb through. You don't need to make a check. I'm really confused as to why I would be doing this. And I still, <laughs> as a man who just offered to help a random stranger find a daughter who's clearly not gone missing, who's just run away, I climb through her window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's, she's coming down the stairs to greet you. And says, her room is upstairs. And then you see you stand up, you look at the door and you see like boards nailed to it. It seems like then from the inside, mm-hmm. just boards uh going across the whole thing so there are boards on the inside and the outside no just on the inside sorry there aren't boards on the outside i started oh. playing boards and then i said nope there aren't boards because <laughs> i read um, the wrong thing out loud ah, your security system is no joke well it, this was to stop gertruda running away you see but it didn't work so clearly it is a joke just like me there there <laughs> She starts wailing again. She's now you see her up close. Uh, she seems to be uh, clutching uh, a doll of some sort as she wails and gets upset. Um, she said Gertrude was a teenager, didn't she? Yeah. Who's um, whose doll is that? This is Gertrude's doll. She says through sniffs. This was it belonged to me in my youth, and I passed it down to my daughter. You know. Gadoff Blinksy, this is a Gadoff Blinksy original. And uh, she shows you um, like this little tag and the hem of her dress and uh, it's bearing the words, is no fun, is no Blinksy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Things are worse in Barovia than I thought. <laughs> um, uh, do I know Gadoff Blinksy? Uh, you can make a history check with disadvantage. <laughs> Can't, your raven can't give you the help. <laughs> uh, the name oh, still is, not a bad score. The name is familiar. Uh, I mean, like it is, it's, it's a familiar feeling to the name, but you don't know exactly who it is. But then, when you hear the name Gadoff Blinksy, um, a sort of image flashes across your mind—a much less uh, disturbing image than the previous two images. <laughs> it's a. Uh, a image of a rotund man dressed in like um uh sort of like purple like fine clothing a bit tattered and he's got a big grin on his face big beard and he's holding um like a some toys and like a screwdriver and stuff okay and it's a... i say to uh first of all i say to gudruda's mum uh tell me gudruda's mother what what is your name my name's mary but everyone calls me mad mary now how um, how long has Gertruda been missing? Just a week ago. And they've already started calling you Mad Mary? No, this started a while ago. I'm not going to push on this. I'm going to let this one lie. <laughs> um, Mary, uh, show me to Gertruda's room, please. Um, she So she takes you upstairs. Uh, the, the, all of the floorboards creak as you step on them. And then, um, yep. And you head into the room there uh, in the room. There's uh, a quite simple bed. There's um, one cupboard. uh, There's a mirror. And then sort of around the mirror, sort of nailed to the wall, uh, are several drawings. Um, Some drawings are of um, of a young woman in a wedding dress to varying degrees of quality. Uh, Some drawings are to some quite um, quite dashing looking older man and some drawings are of the two of them together the man has uh, like uh, a white, white hair and black uh, streaks at his temples 
Uh, no, uh, oh. this has completely black hair and a um, bit of a widow's peak. Great cheekbones, though. And uh, and his hair is quite long as well. My and, goodness, uh, it's billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, Mad Mary looks at you and says, they call me mad. And then, uh, yeah. So do you want to have a look in the cupboard? Uh, in the no, uh, Mary. I'm not calling her Mad Mary. Mary. Do you recognise the gentleman in the uh, the uh, sketches? Uh, she sort of looks at the sketches, narrows her eyes a little bit, and then they open widely all of a sudden, and then she looks at you and says, looks like billionaire Bruce Wayne. <laughs> all right, Mary, that's not helping. <laughs> you can take your sarcasm. I'm trying to help you here, Mary. <laughs> she seems to have said it with utter conviction. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, now I'm even more worried. Enough, just, right, just putting the nickname Mad Mary back in front of it in my uh, head. <laughs> um, uh, you said it was a simple bed. I do the quick check underneath the mattress just to make sure. Uh, so underneath the mattress, you find um, like a, a journal. Oh. Seems it's got uh, like keep out scrawled across it and stuff like that. Uh, I roll my eyes and then immediately open it. <laughs> Um, and uh, as you look through, leaf through, can you make a, what will be an intelligence check, I guess? Do you know? how, how long do you spend? Do you just stand, do you settle in and read? The I flick thing, to or? the last page. <laughs> uh, all right. So you flick to the last page and then um, you see uh, a big heart and uh, you see the name Gertruda uh, and an ampersand and then... Um, Strad, S-T-R-A-H-D. Not Bruce Wayne at all. Um, Mary, who is Strad? <gasps> the devil Strad. We shouldn't say his name. Devil. I th- are you just a, being an overprotective mother here? What's that got to do with it? Well, you know, daughter's fiance. Oh, he's the devil. He's taking my daughter away from me. That sort of thing. Hyperbole. Strad is the ruler of this land. But you shouldn't say his name. <laughs> no, but you already did. He's the ruler of this land. And uh, seems that my daughter's taken a bit of a fascination with him. But I'm sure that, she, I mean, I doubt that he's had any contact with my daughter. I um, I pull uh, I pull the uh, my letter out of my pocket again and just have a quick read through. Um, tell me, uh, Mary, do you know of a a vampire in these lands? No, unless I mean there are lots of rumours about about our ruler, but I don't know. But having said that. There's also lots of stories that you hear, but I don't often hear them because I'm a mad shut-in. <laughs> that would make it harder. And plus, you wail a lot. Yes, that's true. She continues wailing. Um, uh, what, what else was in the room? Was it just the wardrobe? Just the wardrobe, yeah. yeah. I, um, Ichabod strides forward confidently and whips the uh, the, the wardrobe open. Uh, in the wardrobe, there are a lot of um, dresses hanging up. They seem to be homemade. There's some of them um, mostly of very poor quality um, in different uh, different materials, different designs etched, stitched into them, but they're not 
none of them are very uh, well done uh, but they're all they all look like they're aiming at like a ball gown or an evening gown or uh, something like that um, and there's also one quite ropey looking white dress as well ropey in often used or ropey is in poorly made um it looks poorly made but all of them look like they've been worn a few times as well um do i you said there was a pattern on the dresses do i see a uh crow with a crest and then a little oval with a tower in it no you don't see anything like that it's more like just filigree or embroidery sort of patterns oh okay designs but um nothing nothing uh clue worthy not really no uh mary as you're looking at them will say um uh, my daughter loved to sew and she loved to prance around in her beautiful dresses she uh, was quite talented yes i agree only quite oh burn um well i shall ask around mayhaps this um strad fellow knows where she is don't say his name ah sorry i perhaps this fellow knows where she is who (laughs) (laughs) i point i point at the picture uh, on the on the wall that guy (laughs) i'm assuming that's this guy and i point to the uh the name in the book (laughs) ah bruce wayne and then (laughs) She nods and uh, you head on your way. Would you like? I I, I return the, uh, the the diary. I don't take it with me. Fair enough. Would you like to head on over to the inn, or would you like to uh, go? I, and... I would like to head on over to the inn at this point, feeling utterly annoyed that I wasted my time there. <laughs> All right, you're heading through the inn. Uh, you see these. Uh, you are immediately uh, warmed by the um, the fire that's blazing in the hearth. Um, Although you oh, get... oh, I, I put my umbrella in the uh, umbrella stand and like <laughs> give a dirty eye to anyone who looks at it. My umbrella now. <laughs> uh, you when you place the umbrella in, uh, like all all eyes are on that umbrella and they look at you and they <laughs> look at each other, um, and uh, yeah, immediately <laughs> by the half. But uh, you get used to it pretty quickly, and then um, it just feels like a bit of a a slight bit of warmth um, as uh, the chill can uh, seems to return. Um, here you see a barkeep and. Also, uh, a man with quite wavy blonde hair, quite uh, strong jawline, black uh, black hide clothing, and uh, he comes over to greet you immediately, and uh, says, "Hello there, I'm Ismark." Hail, hail, Ismark! I'm Ichabod. Oh, you know, you're not from round here, are you? Would you like a drink? Ichabod, uh, Ismark, Ichabod's I, who I am. Ismark, <laughs> that's the best offer I've heard tonight. Uh, thank you, Ismark. I mean, uh, Ichabod, I am Ismark. <laughs> um, <laughs> would, you, uh, would you also like some food? Um, I'm not particularly hungry, but uh, I suppose I should eat. Splendid. Uh, Eric, he says, and he claps his hands, and this pudgy little bartender comes over to you. He says, yeah, he says, uh, drinks and food for us, please. So, one order of drinks and food. Would that be the the good wine, or the average wine, or the cheap wine? And uh, he says, "Oh, the good wine." He says, "Right, you are, Ismark, the lesser." <laughs> and uh, Ismark sort of looks down for a moment. What and then, was uh, what was that about? 
Oh, everyone calls me is Mark the Lesser. It's their nickname for me because uh, I've just lived in the shadow of my father for most of my life. And he looks off wistfully out of the window. It could be worse. You could be called Mad Mary. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, her and her wailing sometimes keep me up at night. Feel a bit sorry for her, really. Why, it's only been a week. What has? Since her, the wailing, since her daughter got kidnapped. Oh, no, her daughter ran away. Mad Mary's daughter ran away? Yes, that's what she said. She said her daughter ran away a week ago. Oh, dear. I wasn't even aware of this. You oh, aware? That's quite a shame. Ah, oh, Gertruda was the only, uh, only other bit of talent in this town, aside from my sister. And, you know, I can't exactly... <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to rethink my um opinion of Ismark now. My goodness. <laughs> um, uh, who, uh, okay. Um, but before you uh, ask me too many questions, perhaps I should uh, ask you some questions to find out a bit more about you. Um, there might I'm be uh, interested in a tete-a-tete. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What brings you here, sir? I um I received a letter. From the the burgomaster Collion, uh, he his exp- Insmark's um, jovial expression becomes very grave for a moment as you say that. He says, "You received a letter from Collion. Might I see it?" Uh, of course, um, I, I pull out the the original letter, not the um, soggy one, not the soggy one. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, on the way here, I also discovered a, a fellow of this. And I pull out the, the soggy, crumpled letter as well. Ah, wow. This doesn't look like Collian's handwriting. Neither of them do. How do you, um, what do you mean? Well, after pausing to <laughs> give you a chance to say that, he says, for I am Collian's son and my father is dead. Oh, um, <laughs> have, um uh, condolences. Yes, thank uh, you. Um, has he been... Uh, what happened? He was attacked. He leans in and starts speaking quietly. He looks over his shoulder at the three colourfully dressed women at the other table. Uh, uh, after he'd been speaking well. so dramatically and loudly, they've started looking over at him um, with a quite uh, concerned and annoyed expression. Says, he was attacked by the... by these unholy creatures of the night. And uh, my, um, my sister and I are still keeping him, uh, keeping his body back at the mansion. Uh, we need to, uh, and when he says mansion, he does it with uh, inverted comma air quotes. And, um, and my sister is uh, well-versed in pres- preserving the bodies uh, of the dead. So um, she's kind of tending to him and making sure he doesn't, you know, stink up the place as it were and uh but this was uh about two months ago we've been waiting um to yes uh the town knows and he was a very popular burgomaster uh as as you can tell they're none too happy that i will most likely be taking his place and uh, Eric trundles over again uh, puts the wine and two glasses on the table and a couple of plates of um uh, like stew and bread, and says, "Here you go, Ismark the Lesser." <laughs> as if it wasn't the first, if as if this was the first time he told the joke, and then uh, trundles off. See, see what I mean? They don't like Thank me. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Not at all, sir. And he bows to you very courteously. 
And uh, so what what happened? It's been months. Uh, it, is your sister okay? The letter. Sorry, I really lost the voice here. <clears throat> the letter indicated that uh, she'd been bitten or something. Yes, from an unholy beast. Perhaps when we finish our drinks, and he looks over his shoulders again at the three uh, colourfully dressed women, you can accompany accompany me back, and uh, you can meet her. She still lives. Yes, of course, she still lives. But I keep her. I keep a very close eye on her. Obviously, not so close as to uh, not just leave her at home alone <laughs> by herself, but close enough to. Uh, Try and keep her safe. I am terribly worried about her. She has been having some strange dreams and visions. Uh, 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 <laughs> Ichabod, uh, like, uh, take, uh, takes a bite of his uh, dinner, um, chews it. Uh, doesn't particularly taste very nice, but he's uh, he's committed now. And he said, tell me of these dreams. Well, she will be able to tell you of the dreams a lot better than I. So when we finish our meals, we should go there ourselves. Um, and uh, just as he says that, the tavern door slams open. And as uh, as you turn around, you see this man just drenched, completely drenched. And he points his finger at you. And then he says, you're the one that stole my umbrella. And that's the end of the session, we'll say. What? <laughs> oh, no. Indeed. Cliffhanger. Oh, I'm going to have to fight some umbrella. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the session. I, I really did. I had, a, <laughs> I had a fun time. And uh, I hope everyone listening enjoyed the session as well. Until next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.